this is the year of incredible women. And the women who have been on my show this year have been so generous with their time and their knowledge to all help us be better, do better, figure out what we want to do with our lives, start businesses, navigate menopause, mental health, relationships this year. We have really covered a ton and we've gotten deep. There have been some tears shed, but I'm just so incredibly thankful for all the guests that came on this year to share all their wonderful wisdom with us. and welcome to the Jen Marples Show. I'm your host, Jen Marples, a champion of midlife women and cheerleader for all women dedicated to helping you embrace and rock the second and best half of life. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with incredible women who will inspire us, educate us, and motivate us to live our best midlife. I'll also pop on solo to share my best advice, tips, and tricks to help you unapologetically go for your dreams, embrace your age, and become unstoppable. If you're itching for a change, ready to pivot, or looking for a second act, stick around as this is the show for you. And know this, you're not too fucking old. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jen Marples Show, the last episode of 2023. And what better way to end the year than by featuring the best bits of advice from my guests this year. When I was listening to all the bits and talking with my podcast manager, we were both fired up. We were getting so inspired. It was just something that I had. I'm like, like an idea I had. I'm like, it's going to work. And then we we put it together and we're like, woo, we've got basically a highlight reel for all of you. And so this is one you're going to want to listen to a couple different times. And you're going to want to listen at the end of the year. You're going to definitely want to listen to this as you're planning out your year come January and just get fired up for a big, exciting year to come because guess what? 2024 is going to be the year of the woman. I'm claiming it. I'm not going to shut up about it. 2024 is going to be our year. And once you listen to this wonderful recap of all these wonderful guests from this year, you are going to be so fired up too. And you're going to agree with me. You really are. (laughs) So. Now I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to let you listen to all this wonderful advice from my podcast guests this year. So my, my thanks goes out to all these wonderful women. My thanks goes out to all of you for listening and being part of this community. So I hope this last episode of 2023 leaves you feeling inspired and ready to take action and know that you're not alone and that we're all doing this together and that women are incredible and that we can do whatever we put our minds to. All right, everyone. See you in the new year. Enjoy. My business grew and evolved and incredible opportunities came to me because I was willing to be uncomfortable. And that's something that I 100% only learned in midlife, that you can be wildly uncomfortable and make it through the other side. And then, you know, you're no longer as wildly uncomfortable the next time that you do it. And things weren't always perfect. And you know, on the outside, it might've been looking like, oh my God, look at Katie. She's doing all these different things now. But every single time I did one of these new things, it felt uncomfortable and hard until it became easy. The term show up in your power is used 
a lot and I think can mean a lot to several people. But I want to break that down a little bit because being in your power doesn't mean standing on a pedestal with your fists on your hip in your Superman shirt. That is not what it means. It means a transition from having your warrior shield up, removing it, let your vulnerabilities be available to you, like find a safe space. And then play with that. So it's really about letting who you are, your most aligned self, the person that you were when you're a little, little kid that you covered up until you were 50 and you decided to uncover and reveal. We are taking ourselves out of the game because we are not comfortable being experimenters. We're only comfortable being perfect, shiny people. And there's a whole bunch of messy mistake ridden, I'm going to try this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to take my learnings and be super kind to myself. And that's what I love about authenticity as a concept. Authenticity does not promise perfection. It promises real. And honestly, that's what people want anyway. If everything's a lie, like don't be afraid to make a change. So many times we're like, oh God, we're just in our comfort zone, in our little box, in our little bubble. Like, like how I felt, like I was that way. Like, yeah, I know I'm going to get paid every two weeks. I don't have to worry about doing this or that, but I wanted so much more. And like my personality craves more. So I had to just kind of say, you know what? I'm just going to step out and just step away from any sort of box. There's no box. I'm going to go after what I want. I want to be known as an industry expert in this. I want to be known as the, the top stylist or designer. And if I just stay like, oh God, I can't do that. I'm never going to grow you got to want to grow and you got to step outside of your comfort zone. The struggle for women is real because ageism is real. Ageism in the workplace. You start feeling at some point you're not turning heads on the street anymore. So you're starting to feel a little invisible. And so there's a lot of stuff that we're kind of dealing with. And I think the important thing for women is that we we allow ourselves some self-care, whether that's cosmetic procedures or, or whatever, but most of us have been nurturing, caring for others. But I think the important thing for, especially us in midlife, is to kind of step back and allow us to indulge in some things that bring us some peace and some joy and, you know, little things to our life. Science tells us that we need arousal before we can have desire. So what is going to get us into that arousal state? It is not pushing and striving like we are so conditioned to do, striving to be the perfect mom, the perfect wife, the perfect entrepreneur, that constant doing and striving instead of being and flowing in the moment is what is keeping us from connecting to our body. So, so much about the female experience disconnects us from our bodies. I feel like I'm forever 29. And I wouldn't actually want to be 29 again. I think around 33 to 35, I got a lot of wisdom, not just because of the life experience that I shared with my story, but I realized, wow, there's so much left inside of me. And I think that if you're listening to Jen's podcast right now, you're probably a woman who definitely has a little bit of, not a little, probably a lot of ambition. You're not done yet. You want more. And I think that the biggest challenge is not listening to the noise that we don't have something to contribute, even if it's a subconscious noise. Customarily, most of the things that we consume, most of the media has been from the perspective of the white male, right? 
all the movies we saw growing up, all the television shows, the most of the books we read, you know, all from the male's perspective of the world and how they wanted it to look. And they wanted to see young, blonde, skinny women as the protagonist. You know, the, the, the older woman had no place in their story and their ideal world. This economic shift that we're seeing now, there are billions of dollars from women now over 50 circulating, right? And women hold a lot of buying power. And you see more and more women in their 40s and 50s as a protagonist. You're seeing things from the female point of view and from older women's point of view. So I think this is shifting and it is so exciting. It's so thrilling. Our kids are going to see things a little bit differently. They're seeing diverse perspectives. You have to take full responsibility for this yourself. You can't just go to the doctor and what we need to do at this time in our life because we're so busy is what we want is someone to take care of it for us and solve it for us. But if we outsource it that way, we're giving away our power and we can go down a road. We, we need to be on top of it just like we're on top of everything else. You are your biggest critic. Even if you're not an entrepreneur in general, you are. But as an entrepreneur, I feel like the weight is a hundred times more, you're really stepping into the unknown. We are created and we're meant to you as humans to protect ourselves. And so it's like, oh, I don't know. I'm going to go back to what I know, my comfort zone. But that's all part about, you know, leaning into the uncomfort and you have to remind yourself and then trusting and knowing that you're capable. If I'm going to make a difference in the world, if I'm going to impact women, which has always been my passion, you know, why not harness the power of business for good? And why not use wine as a conduit for change so that when we open a bottle, we can open the necessary conversations. It took that investor saying what he said for me to realize that every day I was leaving the best part of myself at the door. I couldn't speak my truth. Yes, it's sad that I was leaving the best part of myself at the door. The thing that was most sad was that my company was missing out on my brilliance as a major owner in that company because I couldn't show up as my authentic self. What we're talking about in the ethos and the culture is the whole transition up to, in it, and then beyond, which is a third of our lives because the average age of menopause is 51 in North America. And the average lifespan is over 80. So we're spending at least a third of our lives. It's not like, okay, and done next. No, this is the rest of our lives. So how we perceive ourselves, how we move through this, how we normalize it, how we help each other, and how we set ourselves up for the rest of our lives for a healthy aging process is so important. It cannot be underestimated. At least for me, the conviction mission, vision, passion has been so strong that that's fueled me. And it's fueled me past all of the inadequacies, if you will, in all the ways that I didn't have the MBA. I didn't have the restaurant experience. I didn't have the culinary experience. I didn't have the finance operations, et cetera, et cetera. But what I had was a passion and a mission so deep that that kind of overruled all the areas that maybe I wasn't as competent. And ultimately that's what people are buying. They're buying, you know, your your passion, your belief that this is something that the world needs and that you're the person to do it. When you meet your partner's needs, they're more likely to meet yours in return. Someone's got to be the gimme first. Like, let me step forward, right? Because every moment in our relationship, every moment might be a bit of an overstatement, but truly every moment is an opportunity to turn towards or turn away from the partnership. And when we choose to turn towards Sometimes people feel like, oh, well, isn't that negating my own individual needs? Well, 
know when you understand that the relationship supports your individuality. And if you're giving to the other, you're strengthening yourself. That's huge. All we need to know is the what. What is that desire, that vision? And then the how every single time just blows our minds. I make more action plans with people. But what the universe provides, what shows up and how we can't make up. And I will never stop being in awe of that. So I'd say to that person who's feeling like, I have no idea how, don't worry. You find somebody who's gone there before and just start one little action step at a time. What's the next simplest step? And it unfolds like a red carpet. It just goes to show you that we have such an opportunity to take care of ourselves and invest in ourselves. So, I mean, it's that's really what I think my advice is, is to celebrate, shout it from the rooftops and make sure you're investing the time in taking care of yourself. Cause we do have a lot on our plate. You know, we're taking care of aging parents. We're taking care of kids. We have big careers, grandchildren. You know, a lot of women in this age are also having grandchildren come into their life. So it's an exciting time, but it's so easy to forget to take care of yourself. So we essentially run out of eggs and our hormone, in particular, our estrogen, but also progesterone, those levels go down. And yes, absolutely, that is going to affect people know about the sort of typical symptoms during the transition, hot flashes, you know, trouble sleeping. You know, there's a range of symptoms that we experience as our bodies are going through this hormonal transition. But I think what women don't know enough about are sort of the more serious health consequences of not having those levels of sex hormones around anymore. So osteoporosis, dementia, you know, heart disease, that's a big one. Estrogen does a lot of good things for our bodies. And, you know, so when that supply goes down, our risk for many diseases and disorders goes up. And it might affect our libido, right? Because we know that estrogen is involved in our sex drive. The books that I've seen be the most successful in the nonfiction space are written by people who have gone out and done that. They've really engaged with their audience and they knew what to write their book about because they were already in touch with their readers. And so if they're giving speaking engagements, for example, it's like, what are the questions that people are asking you? What do people contact you about? What do they want more of from you? So it's really about like paying attention to the people that you have around you and the people that would ultimately read your book. It's listening and then responding with your book. I was either going to tear this all down or I was going to give it one last shot and do what my reflexes were telling me as a strategist, cut through the bullshit, cut through the messiness in my head, clouding my thoughts and just cut right through to the essence. There's a penetrating question that just really does that very simply. The question is, what do I want? And not the kind of, you know, what do I feel like? What am I in the mood for? And certainly not what my parents want for me, what my best friend want for me, what did my husband want? It was in my heart of hearts. If I strip it all, back. What do I really, really want? 
clutter bombards our minds with excessive stimuli. So it's like we already have so much to keep up with in life and so much to process. But when you're surrounded by piles, even just like a few piles in your office, there's literally more for your brain to have to process. Your brain is working harder in that environment than in an environment that's clean and clear. So I think, you know, in a world where we have so little control over so many things, our environments are a place where we can exhibit control and start to make small tweaks and changes that can help our mental health. If we don't think about our desires and our passions and pursue them, we won't live a life that is fulfilling ultimately. You know, we all want to be able to look back at the end of our lives and know we pursued those things that, you know, made us burn. I just meet so many women who have so much inside them, but they don't uncover it. They don't discover it during their lifetime. We deserve that as women. We deserve to pursue the things that we're passionate about. And I am not saying that every woman who has something inside them has to change the world, but you should bring your gifts to your family and your community and your state and maybe, yes, your country and the world, whatever that ends up looking like for you. But don't let that spark die out because at the end of your life, you will regret it. Another big one is that there are no gold medals that they might have lived for a long time in their 20s, 30s, and 40s, living a life where it was about striving and racing and achieving on all fronts, by the way, you know, with this idea that they were going to get to some sort of finish line and win some sort of medal, but there are no medals. I think that the insight is that so many are understanding now at this intersection of 40s and 50s that like, what is it that I want? Pause, slow down. And they're recognizing that the pace is shifting and they're allowing themselves room to think about what it is that they want. Qualities were mainly given to us by somebody else. And here's why. Parents, educators, our teachers, our peers would tell us and would say, would give us love or attention for showing up in a certain way. And they would say things like, you're so pretty, you're so kind, you're so generous, you're so this, you're so that. So those medicines were given to us without us even excavating and finding if they were true for ourselves. And the ones that we loved, the ones that we got uh, validated for, we started to cultivate those medicines thinking they were our medicines, but they might not be. But it's how we found love, how we found validation, how we found connection. What I'm saying is your medicines you came in, you were born with your medicines, sun and moon. Is there one thing that Buffy the Vampire Slayer can teach us or help us in midlife? I think there are several things, but I think one of the things that's really important is that Buffy could be scared and strong and she could be girly and powerful. She contained multitudes, which I think is actually a Walt Whitman quote from Song of Myself. But I like to say she contains multitudes and so do we. Multiple things can be true at the same time. There are essential conflicts that we have to deal with. And I don't think that gets more clear as we get older. I think actually we just get a lot better at managing the multitudes. And at the end of the day, Buffy also has a lot of lessons about how infusing what you do with love 
can help you get through the tough times on your own and with the people around you. Women and our feelings are a force. Our feelings are so powerful. So when we're writing about our feelings with language, we're actually showing ourselves the logic of our intuition. Whereas if you don't put it into words, you just feel like it's silly. We negate it. But once you put it into words, then it becomes real and valid. And then not only we can validate it, but at least like in our classes where we're using the Amherst writing method, everyone around you is also validating your emotional experience. And that is transformative. Taking control of our midlife and making it the best that we can have because we are all destined for amazing things. And we don't tap into our own resources. We don't trust ourselves enough. We don't give ourselves permission. And we have spent our lives giving to others. And whether you have worked outside of the home or not worked outside of the home, and everybody is doing double duty, no matter what, we have spent our lives giving to others. And now it's really time to give to ourselves and to start focusing on what our needs are and what our desires are and what our unique skill sets are. And looking back, why was I struggling? I guess it's that new piece. It's that challenge and you're struggling internally. And then all of a sudden you do it and you're like, well, that was nothing, right? Let's go. I got this. This is just like riding a bike. But it's that first time you get on the bike and all of a sudden the training wheels are off and somebody's going to let you go. And you're like, wait a minute, I can't do this. You have to have enough confidence in yourself that you are more than capable. You were born with everything inside of you that can get you to where you need to be and where you want to go. You have to have enough confidence in yourself and outlook that it's all going to be okay. It all works out the way it's supposed to be in the time it's supposed to happen. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to find out more about how I can help you with your business or life, or you'd like to know more about this podcast, please visit my website at www.jenmarples.com. And if you sign up for my newsletter, I've got two free juicy gifts for you. My stepping into the spotlight guide if you're ready to be seen and heard in your business, and my 12 steps to pivot guide if you're itching for a change but don't know where to begin. Finally, I'd love to connect with you on socials. So please follow me at Jen Marples on Instagram, LinkedIn, or TikTok, and let me know you listen to the show. Nothing makes me happier than connecting with you, dear listener. Have a beautiful day.